Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Bennett is producing the broadcast today. Um, interesting topics, I hope, today. Some uh, things to clean up. Maybe you already know them. Maybe you don't, for whatever they're worth. Gator Baseball had another couple of players drafted. And... Uh, the kid that came from UCLA, the transfer pitcher, is not going to be coming to Florida. He has signed a free or will sign a free agent contract, I think, with Houston. But uh, so Philip Abner will not be returning. It looks like either uh, as he is drafted. So you know, some come, some go, and that's the situation with Florida. I don't know about Colby Halter. Uh, my guess would be is that he would go, uh, but don't know. Uh, I've not been able to reach out to him to find out. So mixed news with baseball, with Gator baseball, but I'm going to tell you they have really done a pretty good job in getting most of the recruiting class in school. So good for them. Also, you know, Jalen Kitna in the transfer portal. We'll see if anybody takes a flyer on him after his plea agreement. And then uh, today we're going to talk to former Gator Tron LaFavor. Yeah, defensive standout here. He's written a book, kind of let you know what's happening with him. Uh, Blake Alderman, who covers recruiting for 24-7 Sports, is going to join us either today or tomorrow, depending on what happens with him. Uh, there's some targets Florida's got out there that if they come to Florida would really, really elevate this recruiting class. And I'm uh, going to get Blake to talk about what the possibilities are there. All-Star game last night. Good game. I'm going to, I'm going to do a couple of things here that I think show my age, but I can't help it. Why don't they wear the uniform of their team like they used to do in the All-Star game? Isn't that an easier way? If, if, if a casual fan is watching the All-Star game and baseball wants to cultivate more fans, and Lord knows they need more fans, all it says is national, or they have no idea where these dudes are from. Can't they wear a Padre or a Twins? Or why? If you do, do you agree or disagree? And then this, and we we've had this discussion over the years, but the commissioner talked about this, and and I think there's an argument to be made here, and the argument is about Pete Rose. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, was asked about Rose being reinstated 
and he says that MLB's relationship with gambling has no effect on Pete Rose's suspension. He says he violated what is rule one in baseball. The consequences of that are in the rule. We continue to abide by our own rules. And he is now 82 years old, is Pete Rose. And there's a lot of people that think he deserves to be, not deserves to be, should be in the Hall. He deserves to be by his numbers, no question, but that he should be in the Hall of Fame because of what's happened with gambling. I mean, when you watched baseball, NBA, it's all about gambling, right? Gambling sites. So the thought process is, well, okay, since gambling uh, restrictions have been relaxed, let's let Pete in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry I can't buy that, but I want to see if you do. And if you do, tell me why you do. I will tell you why I don't. If you, let, let's take marijuana. I mean, the, the, the laws of marijuana have been certainly lessened, right? So if somebody was put in jail for possession or whatever, right, and now the laws are lessened, that's different because it's a law. If they change the law, then okay, I can understand whatever. But you still don't bet on baseball. Look look what's happened recently in the NFL. They've suspended people for gambling. So that's why as much as Pete Rose uh, what emotionally, I would love to have Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame because his numbers scream it. But I'm sorry, I just can't buy it. Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is a smart guy. But he said something recently, and I just scratched my head when he said it. There have been another couple of Georgia players who've gotten in trouble uh, for speeding. And I don't mean, you know, going 60 in a 55. I mean going like 80 in a 55. And Kirby Smart says he'd be the first to admit that speeding issues continue. Well, why? Why? Maybe I'm old, and he says he is constantly looking and searching for ways to address it. This is going to lead into my last point I want to ask you about today. Kids now are getting NIL money. What do kids of that age spend the money on? If they're anything like me, when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I would have spent it on clothes and a car, a ride, right? Well, if you look and see 
what vehicles these Georgia kids were driving? Yeah. It isn't like when I was in school, when I had a, a 1968 Plymouth. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just different. But when he says he's looking, he's constantly looking and searching for ways to address it, Kirby, I know nothing about your football team. I coached a little bit, not nearly to the level you did. But how about this for a novel approach? Son or team, anybody from here on out who was caught speeding will miss two games. Will that stop it? Mm, No, probably not. Because, again, if you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you're Teflon. Nothing affects you. But if you happen to get caught, well, now you don't play. Why not try that? Instead of saying I'm constantly looking and searching for ways to address it, that would be a way to address it, wouldn't it? You're going to miss games. You won't play. And then that leads into my next soliloquy here. Let me ask you as a fan this question. With NIL, there's good of it, there's bad of it, but do you think now players have too much power? Do you think players are running the hen house now? I really want to get your thoughts about that. And there is one more thing, too. I'm trying to throw out things today that we will discuss because it's not a Huge sports day. I saw one, I don't know if it was on three or where it was, but Florida's quarterback, Mertz, was rated last among quarterbacks in the SEC. Last. Last. And I guess I feel a little sorry for him. Because, I mean, this isn't like he didn't start somewhere for, you know, a power conference. He did. Now, were his numbers great? No. But it isn't like Florida went out and got some dude that never played. So do you think, what do you think? You think that's fair? Do you think it'll be, he'll be better than that? So these are some things we can discuss today and you can do that by calling 3928255 and by emailing srussell at wruf.com that simple and uh there's a lot of things to chew on there and i hope many of you will do so uh mark says not sure if you saw this Marco Wilson recently asked on a podcast as to whether he regrets throwing this year. Yeah, I mentioned it yesterday. Um, Leads me to a question for you and your listeners. We always talk about who your favorite Gator athlete of all time is. Maybe flip it around and ask, who's your least favorite Gator athlete of all time? Okay. All right. Mark, I'm, I'm up for anything. 
He says it's Marco Wilson. So, okay, I'll throw it out there, too. Who was your least favorite Gator athlete? 12:15 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jackson Castellano. The 2023 MLB draft is officially over after the three-day event kicked off July 9th at Lumen Field in Seattle, Washington. Six Gators heard their names called in the draft, including the final selection from UF, Colby Halter. Halter was taken in the 17th round by the Oakland Athletics and it is unclear whether he plans to sign with the A's or return to Florida for another season. In NBA news, the league's Board of Governors approved two new rule changes while in Las Vegas for the NBA Summer League. Players will now face a penalty for flopping and coaches will receive an additional challenge if their original challenge is successful. The new rules go into effect in the upcoming NBA regular season. With the MLB All-Star Game over, the MLB regular season is set to resume. The Tampa Bay Rays return Friday for a weekend series against the Kansas City Royals. The Rays currently hold a 58-35 record and a two-game lead in the AL East. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jackson Kessler. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Uh. The people at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue, want to make sure that when you go see them to purchase a vehicle, you know two things. One, they've been in business, family-owned and operated by the Cousins family, for over... 40 years. And then number two, since they opened their doors, they don't have any new vehicles. Only the best and late model low mileage vehicles. They've always specialized in that. And they continue to do so. They give you the widest selection of vehicles possible so you can make the choice you want or the vehicle you want at the price you want to pay. You can also go online secars.com. Check them out that way. A lot of information's online for you, but I know a lot of you like, maybe like me, you want to eyeball them. You want to see them in person. You want to test drive them. Well, you can do that by go seeing them at Northeast 39th Avenue, and you can do just that. And when you go see them, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Uh, the good life. You deserve it. The pros at Electronics World can help you enjoy the good life at home in comfort with premium video and audio components from the best in the business. Sony, Yamaha, Marantz, Bryston, Rotel, Bowers & Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Whether it's a two-channel stereo system, outdoor entertainment, or a home theater room with surround sound, EW has what you need to enjoy the good life. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Sound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. What is Clear Sound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, Clear Sound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clear Sound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. New sneakers, fresh backpack, 
three spiral-bound notebooks. Check, check, check. And the feeling of knowing you're ready to take on the challenge. I got this. Now that's empowering. Let Radiant Credit Union empower you with 5,000 bonus points when you spend $100 during the first 45 days of opening a credit card with us. But hurry, this offer ends August 31st. Visit radiantcu.org empowering to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. School on! Stay on! Back to School is on, and Staples has great prices on everything you need for your best year yet. Save on notebooks. Save on headphones and laptops. Save on pens, markers, and all the essentials. And right now at Staples, save up to 60% on select notebooks, markers, and more. School on, save on at Staples, where school savings are always in session. And 729 Prices may vary in-store and online. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, before Gator great Tron LaFavor joins us, we'll open the phone lines, 392-8255. Lots to talk about today. Threw out a lot of things. Let's see what Greg has to say. Greg, hi. Hey, Steve. I always enjoy your show, man. I'm getting jacked up with Gator football. I just wanted to chime in on the quarterback situation, and I could be way off here, Steve. I sincerely think Jack Miller is going to end up being the starting QB, and here's why. As a former high school receiver, I love the way he would scramble and still try to get the ball downfield. I don't have a crystal ball like you, Steve, but from what I saw in the spring scrimmage, and that's a very short uh, you know, sample, I agree. But I think the receivers are going to ball out, too. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. My only fear, my only concern is the offensive line. I just hope they give open up some holes for the running game. As anybody who knows football knows, if you've got a good running attack, it'll open up the uh, passing game. But I just wanted to chime in and say, I just remember who said it. Jack Miller's going to end up being the Gators starting quarterback unless they get somebody that another Shane Matthews is ninth on the list right now. I, I, I see Jack Miller's being our starting quarterback. Just wanted to chime in. Thanks for all you do and go Gators. All right, Greg, thank you. Um, Scott says about Pete Rose, agree Rose should continue to be suspended by MLB. The Hall of Fame was run by the baseball writers. MLB's asked the writers to not put Rose's name on the ballot. That is true. If MLB rescinded the request, his name could be placed on the ballot. That's also true. He could be elected to the Hall, but continue to be suspended. Uh, that, I think, is true, too. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen because I think th the writers have always acquiesced to what MLB has asked for. Uh, Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Before I touch on some of your subjects today, I want to ask your opinion on uh Gator baseball with Colby Halter. Uh-huh. Uh, just, just my uh, 
my opinion, Steve, I think Colby Hawker maybe needs to come back one more year. How do you feel? Uh, I, if I were him, I would go. Okay, I, I would go. He's been here a while. Um, you know, could he come back and could he be drafted a little higher? Maybe. Uh, but I don't, and again, I think Kobe's a wonderful player, but I don't see him being drafted like as a second or third rounder. So um, my, if it were me, not knowing everything about him, I would go, but that's just me. Okay. Yeah, the reason why I say, you know, come back, you know, because maybe he can improve his draft status. But, you know, I see your point too, Steve. Um, as far as your subject today about, you know, that sounds all well and good about, you know, Coaches suspending players, you know, if they get caught speeding again. But nowadays, Steve, what coach really you think would take a stance of doing that? I mean, yes, I think it's a good idea, but you know, if you got a top-notch receiver, you know, the coach probably wind up playing him no matter what. Well, that's the dilemma, I guess you have. But you know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna go public, Daryl, and say I'm continually searching for things to do. I mean, apparently they've enlisted the help of the city police, the county police, you know, FHP to, you know, school them, to talk to them, to do whatever. Well, that apparently ain't doing a whole lot of good. And that's what you should do, I mean, I think, right, is to get law enforcement involved and, you know, show what can happen and all that stuff. Well, if that doesn't work, well, then if if a player is not going to be moved by that, What's next? Got to do something. (laughs) Yeah. And as far as the players having all the power, Steve, I kind of wonder nowadays, you know, they want all this money out of high school and, you know, if you don't, you know, give me a certain amount of money, I'm not coming to your school. And I kind of wonder if they ain't starting to get a little bit more power, you know, nowadays compared to what they used to be. I think players have a lot more power than what they used to. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing in some cases, but I, I do think, once again, I think that the, the car thing is a perfect example. You have more money, you go out and you buy a car that has got a lot of horsepower. You, I mean, that's, again, why? You know, back in the day, kids couldn't do it, didn't have a lot of money. Now there's more money, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Stephen, I'll get off the air. Um, Grand Merck. I consider him probably be a middle of the pack SEC quarterback. I can't see him being at the bottom, you know. So, uh, Steve, have a good day. All right, Daryl. Thank you. I guess the other question would be, who would you put at the bottom if it wasn't Mertz? Uh, Don, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hey, Steve. I've been watching these summer, uh, summer basketball uh, guys. Uh, Colin Catholic, man, he's doing really good. You think he can make the active roster? I mean, Lakers, do you think he could be on the roster, regular season roster? He could be. Um, you, you know, here's the thing I think that, and I don't know enough about the Lakers or what their makeup is or, you know, what how many people are on the roster that are in Castleton's position. Um, he's certainly helping himself. But remember, it's against summer league competition. And, yeah. you know, roster spots are, are premium in the league, but I think at least he's helping himself. He's making a case for the Lakers to say, maybe I should, you know, keep him. Now, would he be, I think the other thing you have to look at is if you keep him, 
you know, is he going to be in a rotation? Is he going to be the end of the bench guy who only plays when it's, you know, mop up duty one way or the other? I think that's the other thing you have to ascertain because I think you'd, the dilemma you have is do you keep him there, practice against NBA players, get better, but don't play or go, go to a summer league or go to a, you know, G league or something and play. Okay, so when if you don't make the roster, that's usually what they do to keep them in the G League, or they. I mean, there's you could play overseas. A lot of things you could do to play. Okay, but he still could be on the uh, list of players that's on the team, also still, right? I mean, for us, you know, for because they the one who signed him, he he could still be overseas, but he's still on the Lakers' active roster. Right? No, he wouldn't be on the Lakers' active roster. Uh, he'd be able to go overseas and play for whatever team. But I don't think, it, well, I know if the Lakers released him, then he would not be on their active roster. But if they didn't, he still would. Uh, I guess not. I don't know. I, well, I think I think what they could do, and, and I don't know, I'm not a big NBA guy in terms of the inner workings of it, but if they retain rights to Castleton, I believe he could play in the G League and still have his – and the Lakers have his rights. If somebody, if I'm wrong, somebody can correct me. All right, thanks, Steve. Okay, thank you, Don. Twelve twenty-eight time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Gator great Tron LaFavor is going to join us. Reminisce about his time at Florida. He's also written a book since his time away from here in the NFL. He'll tell you all about it next. ESPN ninety-eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN ninety-eight one FM and eight fifty AM WRUF. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Don't give in to that constant joint pain. Take control and take back your quality of life today with help from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is helping people every day here and across the country with their amazing non-surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissue. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right in the area where you have the agonizing pain. This incredible non-invasive approach helps you take back control of your body, relieving the pain in knees, hips, shoulder, or back. No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs or steroids, and no downtime. Listen, summertime needs to be about having fun and making memories, golfing, hiking, enjoying the outdoors. So take control now and start living pain-free again. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or many Mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clearsound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. 
If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. The heat returns to our area today. Hot and humid early on. Highs in the lower 90s. Heat indices in the lower 100s with partly cloudy to mostly sunny skies. Later on in the afternoon, a few passing thunderstorms are possible. Best chances, though, for showers and storms this evening are going to be along the I-95 corridor. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Lows tomorrow morning in the mid to low 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Why is it the Live Tour can get a TV deal and the Pac-12 can't get a TV deal? Thank God, you got to be kidding me. The old school in me is like, you know, it's disappointing. Because, you know, I grew up in the, with the Big Ten. I don't want UCLA, USC there. I liked him in the Pac-12. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Speaking of Gator Volleyball, the coaches poll is out, and Florida is picked to finish second in the SEC this year behind Kentucky. Uh, of course, Florida winning the SEC last year. Mary Waz is going to have another really good team this year. Well, this time of the year, while it may be slow in terms of you know actual sports going on, it's a good time to look back and talk to players who have played at Florida and see what they're doing now. And I'm going to do just that now as Tron LeFevre joins us. Of course, played at Florida, uh, played in the NFL. He's also an author, and I'm going to talk about all those things with Tron. Tron, thanks for doing this, man. Welcome. Hello, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, let's go back and talk about your time at Florida, Tron. What are your memories of playing here? It was a wonderful experience, Steve, uh, having the privilege of playing for Coach Steve Spurrier, um, being a part of a SEC championship team. And um, I think at the time, our team had made it to be top five uh, in the country uh, back when I played. And uh, then Ron Zook took over. And uh, it was just a great experience uh, being a part of Gator Nation. Um, every kid dreams about playing in the NFL uh you know, I know maybe you wanted to play a little longer than you did, but was that experience a good one, just getting, you know, to the NFL? It was an amazing experience. Um, with the research, only 26,000 uh, players or more have played. Uh, and I remember when I was in my um, enrichment class at UF, uh, we wrote down goals uh, at the time, and I knew that only a small percentage of players make it to the NFL, but, uh, that was a goal for me, but first it was to, you know, get my education. So I was fortunate to, to do both, uh, and a dream come true. It was truly uh, a blessing. 
Uh, there's obviously you can only play football for so long. Uh, life after football. Um, when did you know, Tron, that you know when I get through playing football, I want to do this? When did that happen for you? It happened for me. I would say growing up, I always had a desire to to help people, um, and that was a passion. Prior to uh, going to the University of Florida. Um, I used to uh, drive the church van, and I remember being on the bus with the youth and uh, with the mothers and, uh, you know, having a desire to really serve people. Uh, so when uh, my NFL career ended uh, and I was released, um, I knew through principles of faith uh, and determination, which were the principles that helped me make it to the NFL, I was going to need those to help me transition. So when I transitioned out, um, I was able to come back uh, to my local church, and I started serving, uh, and I returned to school and did some other things to help um, with that transition. Um, you know, it's it's always fascinated me. Uh, one of the things I secretly want to do, Tron, is write a book. I really do, and I have no idea how to go about it, but you did. So for folks who don't know about it, tell us about the book and how you got to, you know, the idea to write it. Yes, yeah, so um, one thing that uh, sparked the idea, um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I had the privilege of working with many families uh, and couples, and uh, they were inspired uh, from my story of being able to uh, make it to the NFL and successfully transition out. And I remember one client after helping them through a challenging situation, they said, you should write a book. And it was in the back of my mind, but... Um, one day I decided to uh, put pen to paper and begin that process. And uh, it took a year uh, to write the book. Uh, but as I was able to recall the different stories of my life that I felt would be inspiring, um, that really helped me to write. And I had a good team of supports uh, that helped me to write the book as well. So that began that process. And I was fortunate to do it. Uh, you were in the inner city. And you made it to college. You made it to the NFL. Uh, was that journey a difficult one for you, or, or tell us about that journey? Yeah, so the journey growing up in the inner city uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, obviously um, many temptations, uh, many challenges. Uh, but I had a support system through my parents and coaches um, that really helped me stay on the right path and avoid some of the pitfalls that I saw other youth. Uh, engage in and through principles of faith and believing in myself and the mentorship and support, um, I was able to navigate some of the challenges uh, that inner city youth have to face and was able to continue to work towards my goals. Uh, I got to ask in this day and age uh, with college athletes trying with NIL and, you know, being able to transfer more easily, things like that. Do you still follow college or pro football much? You know, Steve, I would like to uh, improve on that. I don't follow it as close as I would like to, but uh, that's something that I'm hoping to do um, as I work towards uh, some goals. Now, my sons follow very closely. They're 10 and 12, so I think having my boys follow, I have to do it more. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, trying with, with kids now, I mean, you, you face challenges growing up, and now, you know, kids coming in can have, you know, money – at 17, 18 years of age, 
you know, these NIL deals. Do you think that's good for the sport? And do you support, you know, college athletes having a little more say-so, if you will, in their futures? That's, that's a good question, Steve. Um, many of these youth, uh, they do grow up with challenging situations and uh, some of them experiencing poverty and um, having money at such a early age. Um, it can be a benefit, um, but it also can be a challenge. And I think if they have money at this early age, 17 years old, um, having the support um, of family or a mentor, just um, someone to guide them. I know when I worked for the uh, Dolphins as the team clinicians, we had a class that helped uh, athletes have a strong foundation and to be wise with their resources and, you know, making wise decisions. So I think it's all about having the right support system that can help uh, as they receive these, you know, funds at such an early age. Uh, I want to end with this. Every time I have uh, a former player on, um, I'm always fascinated by getting out of the sport. I mean, sometimes a league releases you, but sometimes you have to make a decision, you know, do I retire after five years, ten years, whatever. Uh, you played football, obviously, a lot. Was it difficult at first not to play the sport, or was it pretty easy for you not to? I would say that um, initially uh, when I got released, I'm obviously still having the desire to play. Um, It was challenging. Uh, And when I actually got the notice that I will be released or would be released uh, from the Bears, um, I quickly started thinking about, you know, what was was next. Um, But even in that, uh, in two years, I played for four teams. So um, I would say the transition, it, it was hard. And then I have to start focusing on what I would do next. Uh, but thankfully, I had a support system uh, that helped encourage uh, my transition uh, and made it smooth. I'll give you a chance. Plug your book, Rebuilt, Life Before and After the NFL. Plug it a little bit. Yeah, so Rebuilt, um, Life Before and After the NFL, um, is really about how to dream again um, and how to rebuild, how to rebuild your life um, after experiencing challenges. Um, so the chapters of the book um, – Chapter one is just believe in yourself. And we know that that's important. Um, growing up in the inner city, believing in myself and achieving my dream, um, that was very important. So inspiring a youth uh, to build and believe in themselves. Um, having self-confidence is important. I talk about determination, the power of faith in the book. I talk about um, discovering your purpose. Um, that's something that I discussed in the book as well. Uh, to help a lot of youth identify what is it that's most important to them. All youth uh, is not going to make it to the NFL, but just really having a dream and something that you work towards uh, is really important. So I'm fortunate to have the book and be able to use it now, even at this point. Um, I facilitate a youth empowerment class using the principles of the book to help inspire the next generation. So that's really, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. That's really cool. Uh, I did get an email, if I can ask this question for the emailer. He says, uh, how was it like playing for, what was it like playing for Coach Spurrier, and did any of the Gator assistant coaches have an influence on you as you left the Gators? Yeah, playing for Coach Spurrier, um, it was an amazing experience. And uh, his passion uh, for the game, um, it really 
inspired all of us and uh, his desire to win. Um, and that was something that was in- encouraging to me. Uh, and some of the lessons that I learned from the Gators, they still uh, inspire me now um, in my current work. So, yes, I would say Coach Thompson, um, he encouraged me. Um, he was the defense coordinator uh, when I played, and uh, he really uh, just encouraged me to be persistent and passionate, uh, and he really inspired me, a man of faith as well. Again, Tron's book, Rebuilt Life Before and After the NFL. Uh, it's always great to catch up with uh, former Gators, and Tron, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for doing it. Thank you so much, Steve. You got it. Tron LeFevre, a uh, good player here. And uh, what is really cool to me, certainly when you have a player uh, that plays whatever sport and goes on and maybe is a pro in that sport like he was, uh, that's a wonderful thing. But then, you know, what do you do after? What do you do with your life after? And uh, he certainly has made an impact. Good to see that. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon. I'm Emma Pastis. The MLB draft has concluded with six Gators being selected to play at the next level. The most recent Gator to be drafted was Colby Halter going to the Oakland Athletics in round 17. Also, Florida transfer Kelly Austin has signed a free agent contract with the Houston Astros and will not play for the Gators next year. In volleyball news, the SEC preseason coaches poll is out. Gators volleyball secures the number two spot following Kentucky at number one. Florida returns 10 players from last year's SEC championship winning team looking forward to a successful season. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Emma Pastis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Looking for some summer fun? Then check out Polaris of Gainesville, your number one boat and power sports dealership in North Central Florida. We have all the brands that'll get you outdoors for fun in the sun this season. Family fishing and fun begins with Carolina Skiff, home of the number one selling fiberglass boat. Taking the family out to the best fishing spots or offshore adventure, Carolina Skiff offers the best made in the USA fishing and cruising boats at an unbeatable price. If bass fishing is more your thing, check out our Ranger boats and save up to $5,000 on select models during the inflation buster sale for lovers of comfort polaris of gainesville we have a huge selection of key west boats which offer comfort style and everything needed for a family day on the water or fishing at your favorite spots looking to hit the trails we have a huge selection of polaris off-road machines including the hard-working ranger trail ready razors and the legendary sportsman atv stop into polaris of gainesville on highway 441 between gainesville and alachua online at polarisofgainesville.com Attention business owners. Was your company impacted during COVID? If you had W-2 employees during 2020 and 2021, you may be entitled for up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit Program. This is not a loan. The IRS paid back billions already. We've helped thousands of businesses just like yours, so let us help you. At ERC Business Solutions, we make it simple. We do it all for you, so you won't have to worry about the complex application process. There's absolutely 
absolutely no risk. If you don't get paid, we don't get paid. Most businesses do qualify, even those with no decline in revenues or those that already got PPP. Discover how much you can claim. There's no cost or obligation. Call now, 888-316-1372. That's 888-316-1372. Get up to $26,000 per employee. Call 888-316-1372. 888-316-1372. What is ClearSound Audiology and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, in case you're just tuning in, I threw a lot of things out uh, for discussion today, and a couple of emails did so too. We often talk about who's your favorite Gator athlete, who's your least favorite Gator. Marco Wilson's getting a lot of votes now, but uh, who's your least favorite uh, Gator athlete? Uh, Do players now have too much power when it comes to NIL, things like that, Uh, given the changing landscape of gambling when it comes to their its relationship in sports. Uh, the commissioner is saying he doesn't want Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Do you think that should change because of uh, what the new relationship is with sports gambling sites? 3928255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. BB says you might want to be watching Wimbledon. Chris Eubanks may or may may not be about to upset the Russian Medvedev today. Whatever the result, he seems to be a great representative for the U.S. Excellent commentator and a side job. Not quite the miracle on ice, but a bit of drama is unfolding with it being U.S. versus Russia. Crowd seems to have their own opinions of Russia on display. And the Russian players who were banned from last year's Wimbledon have been allowed to play this year, but the Russian flag is banned. Hmm. And Russian journalists have been told they're not welcome. Yeah, match going on now. Five-setter, in fact. Um, and then he said for the All-Star game, the superimposed strike zone with the pitch speed helped me see how different pitches broke and moved as they reached the plate. Hope the SEC starts using that uh, next year. I don't know that they will do that. Um, I want to throw this out, too. Your thoughts on the quarterback situation at Florida, if he's ranked last in the SEC, you agree with that? One of the reasons why the I don't go to the, to the SEC media days anymore, I mean, I, I went there for, gosh, I don't know how many years in a row, 15 years in a row, and it was fun. It's different now, though, and that was pre-SEC network. They will have 47 hours 
47 hours of original programming surrounding this. Now, the Big 12 starts today. It's actually going on as we speak. Um, and they're in Nashville. You know, it used to be in the same, it used to be in Birmingham every year. Now they switch it around. It's going to be in Nashville this year. Um, but, I mean, they are going all out. So is it fun to do a show from there? You bet it is. Is it fun to be on Radio Row there and, you know, see all the other radio stations, your compadres there? Yes, it is. It's fun if you can get, you know, somebody from the SEC Network come on with you. Yes. But it's not the same because it's just because there's this SEC Network. I'm not saying that's not, it's not bad. It's just different. It kind of makes what we do, um, I don't want to say less important, but you get the point. Um, they're also going to have something on, which I think is long overdue. You know, with with uh, with Sankey, uh, who's done a great job. Mike Slide before him uh, did a wonderful job in helping the SEC. Uh, people sort of forget uh, the job that Roy Kramer did, and they're going to have a retrospective of his life and career. Uh, it's called Roy Kramer, A Vision for the SEC. Gator fans are going to love this. There's also going to be an hour-long documentary called Them Dogs about their second straight national championship. That's coming up, too. Um, all right, let's get some emails here. But Again, we want to take your calls. Williams says, what's Huggins trying to accomplish in saying he never resigned? Situation is turning ugly for West Virginia. It is. But Huggins is making it ugly. Simple as that. Um, the Jets have been selected for hard knocks. Oh, boy. Any, Bennett, you watch that? You ever watch Hard Knocks? Yeah, I, I think I've watched literally ten minutes of it in its entire. I just it just doesn't interest me. Now maybe with the Jets, I'll probably a little bit more. Um, but interesting that they are chosen, and I, I sort of get it. Stephen says, "With Texas and Oklahoma joining, will Florida football still play uh, future announced opponents like Notre Dame, Cal, Colorado, Arizona State, etc." I think that depends a lot, Stephen, on what these other leagues do, right? Are they going to be in the league? Will they have to change their schedules if they change a league? So I think the answer is to be determined. We will see. I think, I think as of now, the answer is yes, but I don't know that I would write that in stone. All right, we'll get a call or two here before we end the hour. We're going to talk to John. John, what's up? How you doing, Steve? Okay. I just want to comment on the least favorite Gator. Okay. You mentioned it earlier. You're getting a lot of calls about Marco Wilson. I would have to agree 110% on that. He uh, he had a perfect opportunity to walk back and clean the slate on what he did. But instead of saying, hey, you know, I messed up. I'm sorry for my teammates. I'm sorry for the team. No, I would have threw the shoe further. That is a moron, a complete moron. 
I don't. I, I no other way to say it. Do you do you think there's a uh, a close second? <laughs> At the present time, he's got me so upset. <laughs> um, he, I had something I was going to say. I don't know. He just he just blew me away with that comment, man. He just he just. I think what he's trying to do, he's trying to make himself feel relevant still, and the only way he can make himself feel relevant is by bringing this to the for, forefront so people comment on it. Bottom line, I think. You know what's interesting to me is he's now been let go by ESPN, but Todd McShay was here mm-hmm. uh, that night, and I can remember him sort of downplaying this. Um, you know, he said it wasn't as flagrant as people want to make it out to be, he called it unfortunate. Huh. That was pretty flagrant to me, but yeah, what do I know? I, I was in the stands that night, and our group walked out of the stadium wondering what the heck just happened. Here's the game we had won. We, I mean, all we had, we had the third. They stopped him on the third down. It was our game, right? Yeah, I was there. I and when I saw that, it was just it was unbelievable. Uh, but you know, he's entitled to his opinion. But I, but you're right; he's not going to win any any fans in Gator Nation. That's for sure. No, he won't be invited to any any tailgate party. <laughs> like, tell one one step further. Give me a minute. Uh huh. So, so my son and one of my good friends was with me that night, and out of jest, I went to the LSU web page. And I bought an authentic pair of LSU uh, uh, cleat shoes, right? Okay. They're purple and gold with white. So then I took one and I sent it to my son. I said, yours truly, number, I think it's number three, right? Marco Wilson. I sent the other one to my buddy Tom for Christmas. So my son is at the Christmas tree that, that year, opened up this gift, and they got him on face FaceTime with me, right? You should have seen his face when he opened up that <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Okay, thank you, John. Yep, appreciate your call. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's funny when you are a fan of a team, and maybe I think it's you know in the NFL, it's different because you can be traded. Well, now with people being able to transfer more easily, you you wonder now if they're because I don't. I'm just trying to think, like, who? if I was a Gator fan, I'm thinking, okay, who would be a – Marco Wilson screams villain, all right? I, I understand that. But who would be next? I just, I just can't think of anybody off the top of my head that would fit that. I, I just I, – I can't. And I maybe if I had you know an hour to think about it, I I could, but just you know when that email or whatever came, I'm I'm just trying to spin in my head, you know who would be another person, and I'm trying to think of different sports, and I just can't think of any. I mean that's that's how egregious I think that that shoe toss has become. Uh. And we got one more email before we say goodbye in the hour. Carl, uh, you got a question about Gator baseball. He says, Steve, I heard you mention earlier you thought the Gators were in pretty good shape 
uh, could you elaborate? Well, yeah, I, I think Florida did a nice job in terms of, you know, keeping some of the, the high leverage arms coming to school here. Um, I don't think they thought they would lose the kid from UCLA. Um, Abner, you know, okay, maybe he just wants to go play pro ball. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I think the UCLA kid is, is probably the one that was the head scratcher a little bit. But otherwise, you know, I think Florida did okay. So time will tell. Hour two coming up. Listen to Sports Scene. Call us up on the Clear Sound Audiology phone lines and talk some sports. That's why we're here. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Don't give in to that constant joint pain. Take control and take back your quality of life today with help from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is helping people every day here and across the country with their amazing non surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissue. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right in the area where you have the agonizing pain. This incredible non-invasive approach helps you take back control of your body, relieving the pain in knees, hips, shoulder, or back. No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs or steroids, and no downtime. Listen, summertime needs to be about having fun and making memories, golfing, hiking, enjoying the outdoors. So take control now and start living pain-free again. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into our two of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Bennett is our producer today. We thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us and hopefully 
talk some sports today. Uh, I can tell you, uh, as far as uh, some future guests and some future shows, uh, Phil Steele is going to be here to talk about his wonderful preseason magazine. He'll be here on Monday. And then uh, we'll have shows for the rest of the week. And then uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. And then a little time off uh, to really recharge the batteries and uh, get you ready for football and all that. But we still have a few shows left. Adrian sends an email out, and I'm going to bring this up in this hour. Let me talk to you about some things I brought up in the first hour and see if you want to comment on those as well. The commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, was asked about a possible reinstatement of Pete Rose, uh, and he said no, that he would not be eligible for the Hall of Fame. Given how gambling has the the relationship with gambling and uh, pro sports have gone, even college sports have gone, do you think that should change? Should Pete be allowed to be in the Hall of Fame? Do college players now have too much power? You can certainly make the case they do. And then... Earlier, somebody said, you know, a lot of people talk about your favorite Gator. Who would be your least favorite Gator? Marco Wilson is certainly getting a lot of love in that category. Um, William has a thought on that. He says, what I don't understand about Marco's fine, you're mad with the fans and feel unappreciated by the fan base, but you still feel this way about the toss after costing all your teammates and friends a chance to not only win the game, but a possible playoff spot. Really don't get it. Needs to take a lesson from Dallas Baker after the Tennessee slap game. While Gator fans remember that game, there's no ill will towards him by most Gator fans. He owned his mistake and still does to this day. That is true. The only person I can think of being a distant second in terms of hatred is Felipe Franks. That, from the start, was always an icy relationship between him and the fan base. Okay? Um, and... and uh, Andrew, in that regard, says, I bet you if Anthony Richardson ends up being good, it could be him. If he didn't give us all at Florida, it's hard to cheer for him. See, that's another thing. How do you gauge that? How do you, when somebody says he didn't give his all, can you quantify that? What, what, what didn't he do? I don't know. And by the way, if you're keeping up with him and, you know, what they're saying in Indy, it, I think it's just a matter of time before he's given the keys to the kingdom. And uh, Andrew says, Mertz has three years Big Ten experience that's silly to be rated last in the SEC. A top recruit out of high school. Napier was smart bringing him in. All right, let's go to the phones. Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, I enjoyed the interview with... Uh... LaShawn, LaFave, I, I think that's great. But we probably have more. I know two Oscar. I think that uh, a major right wrote a book as well. So He I, was I just think, on the other day. Oh, Steve, I was in a, I missed him. I was in Mexico. So uh, this is my first day back. So I missed your show. I'm glad to uh, 
be able to listen to you. Steve, I, I'm a huge sports fan, but I think there's more in life than just sport. So when you hear these stories, how these guys kind of refocus and redirect their life, and I think that's part of the University of Florida experience. And I, I thought that with Fletcher Westwall, I think that you, when you come to Florida, you're going to get a, a, a well-rounded experience, a well-rounded education. It's, it's more than just football and I think it's great when uh, you, you have these type of stories, when these young men are out there uh, doing positive things and making a difference in the community. Because, you know, uh, when I was younger, Steve, I was all in the sports. But as I grew older, I realized that there was more. My dad always told me, you can't play sports your entire life. Uh, Steve, I think I'm hoping for good things. For, I'm an optimistic gator always. I was. I thought that Cash would give us a quality start in the World Series. He did. I'm hoping that we get some consistent play from uh, from Merce. I think Steve. I know we're doing a great job in recruiting, but I think that uh, 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 Napier can really improve his, his resume if if he gets uh, this kid Merce to play at a. a a, a very good level. He doesn't have to be great, but at a, a, a very good high level, I think that only the sky's the limit for this program. And, Steve, we talk about all these positions. I'm going to leave you with this, and I want you to answer. Uh, Adam Mahalik, who was our field goal kicker, when he came in the game, Steve, he did not inspire confidence in me. Uh, where are we with? Uh, with our field goal kicking. Do we have someone to challenge him or even to plant him as our field goal kicker? You have a great day. Okay. Thank you, Bernard. I, I will say this. Um, one of the things, I think if you listen to this show uh, over the years, uh, I love doing interviews. And it, it's especially um, fun for me to do an interview like the one with Tron. Um, because obviously there is life after football, and sometimes it's a difficult adjustment in doing that. So that was good. Uh, Florida does have uh, a, a kicker uh, besides Mahalik. I don't remember his name, um, but there is, I think, one. Uh, well, Trey Smack, I believe, is there too still and there's another one so yes there is competition there all right i'm going to bring up something that uh adrian sent me today and i want to see what you think he says i remember a couple of weeks ago a caller on the show brought up the biases of the recruiting service on three against florida last couple of days has really come to a head on twitter Apparently, the top eight recruits in Florida's class on three has their lowest grade of the four recruiting services. Their CEO went on a couple of Gator podcasts yesterday to defend himself. Don't think it went well. I wonder if you saw it and what your opinion was on the whole brouhaha. All right. Recruitniks, I'm bringing you in this discussion. Okay. First of all, I guess it's biases. I always want to know 
when somebody uh, when somebody says this in the, in this case this recruiting service has a bias what exactly is the bias what is the bias and why is there a bias if you have four recruiting services guess what somebody's going to be fourth there's going to be somebody that will have the lowest rating of the other three. And I got to tell you, I'm a bottom line sort of person. When you look at 24-7 sports or, you know, whoever it is on three, it's subjective, number one. Number two, my question would be not knowing anything about the inner workings of on three, why would on three have a bias against Florida? Why? So is there something that I'm not aware of? or Because if, if there is or somebody knows that, please pick up a phone and tell me. And then the other thing, again, I don't care who does the rating. In the end, what matters is how well they play. That, that's what matters. That's all. I think recruiting rankings are way, way overrated. As if it's gospel. It's a mechanism. It's a, you know... Bennett sees a kid, I see a kid, I think he's a four-star, Bennett thinks he's a five-star. Okay, now what? Okay, okay, now what? So, sometimes, Adrian, I think there's, this is just blown way out of proportion. I mean, do you want to have two-star players? No, you don't. But it all comes out in the wash, doesn't it? And the other thing I think is forgotten here, we don't, a class really shouldn't be judged at all now. Because why? These kids can go in the transfer portal now like that. So how do you, I mean, on paper, you can look at the 2023 class and say, you know, X recruiting service said that this was the 10th rated class. <laughs> Terrific. Okay. What's that class look like in two years? So all of this stuff, and I have seen it on Twitter, is just, it's laughable to me. Now, if you're a big recruitnik and you disagree with that, feel free and tell me why I'm nuts. And by the way, I've been waiting for this. Nobody's done this yet. When somebody asked about who the the next the, the Gator that you don't most don't like or whatever, how about Aaron Hernandez? Yeah. See, but he played on a championship team. Nobody mentioned him. Marco Wilson threw a frickin' shoe. I, but see, 
when, when you play on a – I'm surprised nobody said Urban Meyer. He's vilified too now, okay? So, anyway, what that's worth. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Emma Pastis. The SEC Volleyball Preseason Coaches Poll is out. Gators Volleyball secures the number two spot following Kentucky at number one. Florida returns 10 players from last year's SEC championship winning team, looking forward to another successful season. In baseball news, Florida transfer Kelly Austin has signed a free agent contract with the Houston Astros and will not play for the Gators next year. Also, with the ending of the MLB All-Star break last night, the MLB regular season is set to resume on Friday. The Marlins will face off against the Orioles on Friday evening as they hope to hold on to their spot as a top team in the NL East. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Emma Pastis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. What is Clear Sound Audio? Friends, if you don't already know about the fantastic work being done at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, please give me a listen because they have done great work with at-risk young boys from difficult home environments. It is sustained by your donated vehicles, a boat, an RV, a car, a motorcycle, just about any kind of vehicle, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch will gladly take it off your hands. These boys learn to turn troubled lives into futures full of promise with real-life skills because they fix the vehicles up and then they resell them. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping a really good cause. Google Boys Ranch Palaka to find out more or go to rbr.org. And how can they help you? Well, simply put, Clear Sound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clear Sound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Have you lost Florida Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Every week we talk about our good friends at Panini America, and rightfully so, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We invite you to check out their NFT marketplace at paniniamerica.net slash blockchain for one-of-a-kind digital cards. They have public auctions that are on the site. You can find the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. You got the official products from the NFL, UFC, NBA, and collegiate sports. You can share your cards in the public gallery, complete challenges, earning exclusive award cards, and build a wish list for the items that you love. Keep an eye out on the Panini NFT platform. Unique, one-of-a-kind VIP experiences. Select NFT holders will have access to, like, on-the-field experiences at NFL games, backstage at the UFC, and so much more. 
Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards and more, even one of one NFTs from every pack. PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we'll open phone lines here, 392-8255. You can also email srussell at wruf.com. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Steve. Uh, hit on a couple of your subjects right quick. Uh, you know, Graham Mertz, Steve, um, you know, when he was announced, man, it, it just didn't inspire a lot of confidence or a lot of excitement amongst Gator fans. Um, and then you had the spring game where neither quarterback looked impressive. Uh, I don't know if he's last on that list, Steve, but uh, he's, he's got a lot to prove, man. And, you know, it's the season's creeping up here pretty fast in his first games at Utah. So, I mean, he's he's going to have to show something fast, man, because uh, the doubters are going to be, you know, on his case if he doesn't, you know, come out and perform, uh, you know, to a high level uh, pretty much in the beginning of the season. Yeah, he will have to, uh, you know, he'll have to be living in Missouri. He'll have to show me. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he will. I mean, and, and look, do I get it? I, I get it. And, and I do think you're spot on, D., because of what we saw in the spring game, that just, I mean, I, I rarely have seen even a spring game where there was sort of, you know, hey, let's watch this spring game to like, what did we just see here? Right. And, and there, there's mitigation. The defense did some things that normally doesn't do in a spring game. I think they wanted because you know pe- people forget this. The offense wasn't prolific last year, but the defense was horrible. So you get a new guy in there, and you want to show some things. You want to you know have a little confidence for your defense. So you do some things you don't normally do in the spring game. But even with that said, I, I hear what you're saying. Yep. Uh, as far as the subject about the uh, the players with the power, Steve. I think we can we can trace this back to the COVID year, Steve. Um, I remember you doing shows and you were kind of diagramming and illustrating um, what those athletic budgets would look like if we didn't play football. And um, could you imagine players deciding not to play, even though they had all the research saying, you know, this wouldn't, you know, pretty much affect young people? Um, you know, what if, what if they decided? Could you could you imagine the outrage? If they decided not to play for our entertainment. So I think the, that COVID year, said, they said, hey, they need us real bad. And I'm really surprised they haven't unionized yet, Steve. Uh, so I, I think the players, the, the power they have, I think it's going to become even more. They're going to become more powerful, especially if they, get, if they get a union. I do, too. And I think that's where it's going. And, you know, I, I've said this a lot. The problem with all of this, in my view, is not the change, it's the rapidity of the change. It's how fast this has happened. There was, there's no chance to breathe, there's no chance to 
look and say, is this right for the sport? Is this right for the kid? Is this right? You know, whatever. It just sort of happened. All these things just happened at once, and you have what you have. But that's the reality we're in now. You can't undo the book. The, the book is open. Yep, for sure. Be good, Steve. Thank you, D. Appreciate the call. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Got a question about a couple of quarterbacks. I guess a little SEC media days. Okay. Um, Steve, uh, looks like uh, Joe Milton's this year's Anthony Richardson bazooka arm and had a lot of uh, bad performances, uh, to be uh, generous. Um, apparently, uh, Joe Milton, Billy was telling me about this yesterday, Steve, popped off, said something about how he's never lost a game in the state of Florida. Right. What's the backstory there? I, I haven't followed. Did, did Michigan get beaten a bowl game or something? I have no idea. I saw what he said. I don't know what the context was. Well, I mean, I'm assuming Dilly's correct. Probably what he, I'm assuming maybe a, a bowl game or something. I just wonder what the story was. Like I just said. Yeah. Hey, one other thing, speaking of Dilly there, uh, Steve, as a coach, I'm sure you've helped a lot of young men over the years. You've probably seen a lot of young men, juveniles, and 18-year-olds make mistakes. Um, do you agree with me that we're rooting for uh, John Kidnett to have a great life and a fabulous football career? Sure. I mean, look, well, you when you if if he would have been let's not use John Kidnett. If player X was accused of shoplifting or speeding, uh, okay, fine, for forgiveness. But because of what transpired and what came out and the whole background of this, I certainly understand why some people, fans, casual fans, whatever, would react the way they reacted. But I think in the end, you know, we all want to have someone who has made a mistake, in this case a pretty grievous mistake, you know, turn his or her life around. I think that's, you know, that's that's the redeeming quality I think we want to have in, in people. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I would think most young men, Steve, 17, 18, 19, have made mistakes in their life. I'd say virtually all. And the law draws a line with juveniles. If we unsealed the juvenile records at, say, Arkansas, Steve, what percent of the uh, team do you think would see with uh, offenses a lot worse than um, kitty porn? I'm talking like sexual assaults, real assaults, robbery. If we unsealed juvenile records, it would be pretty ugly, wouldn't it? Uh, I have no No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Um, I, I mean, you're asking something that, I, that nobody can really well, answer. Well, for instance, for instance, Randy Moss almost killed somebody when he was 17 years old. Okay, that's one person, Mike. You're 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 making the well, assumption. No, I just, I glad, let me finish. You're making the assumption that there's a lot of it. I would say probably 10, 15 percent on any given SEC roster has some has stuff in their juvenile record. Do you think okay. that's pretty red, I, pretty accurate? I just don't have an idea. And once again, what's the what is the offense? You know, shoplifting cool. versus whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, I just uh, I was I figured you would agree with me, Steve, as a former coach. But Dooley couldn't bring himself to wish John Kitten a good life and career yesterday. I thought it was pretty weak, and I was just going to be kind of curious to your response. Yeah, I'm hanging there. Okay, thank you. I'm I'm I don't care if it's football player if it's you know, Joe Smith in the street. We we all talk about and like the fact that people turn their lives around. 
Why is this any different? It's no different, in my opinion, at least. Rick, hello? Yes, Steve. How are you doing today? Good. Good. I wanted to chime in on the least favorite Gator. And the first, the first uh, guy I thought of there before you mentioned it was Aaron Hernandez. I mean, that was an obvious choice, I thought. But um, I, I think from a from a uh, uh, in-game performance type deal, the, the guy that really bugs me <laughs> is uh, Brock Berlin because he left the Gators and went down to Miami. <laughs> and I remember him doing the chomp. So that one uh, that one really stings yeah i mean when you know somebody leaves and goes to another school especially if it's a rival school uh you know a lot of a lot of fans of the previous school don't think much of that person so yeah i hear what you're saying yeah you're going to see a lot more of that now with the oh <laughs> yes no, little <laughs> doubt of that ask the same question in a year or two and you probably get a lot more answers yeah so. that's a good point anyway thank you steve okay thank you rick um William says, uh, Shelton from Alabama looks like a good transfer. Will they get any others? Well, they just had the UCLA kid come in. They do have one from Coastal Carolina as a catcher. Uh, and I do think, George, they'll be uh, – Kevin O'Sullivan's never going to build his team around transfers. But do I think that it's possible that you know he gets more? Yes, I do. Uh, Byron, hello. Hey, Steve, man, great. Another Coastal – Carolina catcher, so I'm happy about that again. Uh, Steve, real quick, uh, you know, my friend we were talking about that doesn't like Dion. he doesn't like LeBron either, and uh, I understand, but one of the things he didn't like about him was he left Cleveland to try to win an NBA championship. Um, Carl Malone did it, Charles Barkley did it, and Steve, let me ask you this here. Uh, what do Portland owe Damian Lillard? And Steve, do a franchise should let someone go win something? after he's paid those years to him, or should they mess him around, mess him up, and try to keep him and ruin his career? Because I think that's what Portland is doing. The guy has done his time. He's a good guy. He tried to play. They don't want to get no one in there and spend no money. So should he just stay there and lose forever, or should Portland try to help him go to Miami or somewhere to win? Thanks, Steve. Go Gators. All right. Thanks, Byron. Um, I know that you don't do this. Um, through money alone. But look, do I think because he spent 11 years there that he has the right to ask to be, you know, traded to go to a team that he thinks can win? Sure. Okay. But here's the other thing. I think a lot of times when media Fans look at this like they owe him something. He was paid. He was paid. I looked it up. In his 11 years, you know how much money he's made in Portland? $233 million. They had agreed to pay him $94 million more over a two-year period as part of a four-year, $176 million contract extension. So if he stayed there, the franchise would have given him $450 million over 15 seasons. 
I, I, I have a hard time feeling sorry for that. I do. Do I think they will try to send him to the team of his choice, which seems to be Miami? Yes. I think the franchise will do that. Do they owe him that? No. They don't owe him that. They, the people who run that franchise have a franchise to run. That is where their loyalty should lie. One thirty. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. The heat returns to our area today. Hot and humid early on. Highs in the lower 90s. Heat indices in the lower 100s with partly cloudy to mostly sunny skies. Later on in the afternoon, a few passing thunderstorms are possible. Best chances, though, for showers and storms this evening are going to be along the I-95 corridor. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Lows tomorrow morning in the mid to low 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. of summer continue to bark. But don't worry, we're about to throw you another bone. 
the Rays continue their blistering summer heat wave, and we want you to experience it in person. Saturday, July 22nd, the Rays host the Orioles, and we want to send you. Just log on to WRUF.com and click on Contests. There you'll find the Rays summer heat wave. Just fill out the form, and you'll be in the running to win a pair of tickets to see the Rays host the Orioles on Saturday, July 22nd. And we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, your home for Rays baseball. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. In that group, CCR, when I was a kid, you know, some of their first songs were sort of, you know, by, Born on the Bayou and Proud Mary, and, you know, I'm thinking they're from Louisiana or someplace. They're from California. California band. Uh, welcome back. Uh, George says uh, the second worst Gator player would be Will Greer because of his PED stuff. Uh, PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, I wasn't going to go into the Willard stuff, but he's unique because he's such a you know franchise guy. He's like 33 now. But I, I actually heard Silver, the uh, NBA commissioner, about a year or two ago say you know that the contracts are two-way streets. You know, when you sign it, you know, the player is envisioning, unless there's like some extenuating circumstances of abuse or something else, that they're getting this guaranteed money over, you know, six years. You know, a year in, two years in, a lot of them are, are you know, causing, causing you know, chaos. And, and they are a two-way street. You know, they're guaranteed. So, you know, the franchise has their end, too. And I do think owners make a lot of money, but that's what that's what those kind of contracts are. So, um, Lillard is a good guy from all you know from what we see. But yeah, but here's uh, here's the thing. I guess that I I have uh, heartburn with a little bit. I don't live in Portland, obviously, so I I don't really understand you know what Lillard means. But I mean I you know I've had when Tom Seaver got traded, okay, that was absolute blasphemy. How in the hell could the Mets trade the franchise? Well, they did, right? And that's what happens sometimes. But the the fact that people say they owe him something, there's nothing owed. Because when you get drafted, you may go to a really bad team. Well, that's what normally happens. If you're drafted highly, it's a bad team picking you, usually. So... If you're a great player and you don't win a championship, I get it. Historically, there's going to be people that say, well, he was a great player but never won a championship. But, so all those things play into this. I hope they can work out something. Yeah, and I think they will. But you're owed the money on the contract. That's what they owe you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the end of the day. And you did sign it in good faith, and you knew that that was taking care of you with these max and super max deals. Have you seen some of the money? Going around, I mean, there's money in the NBA. I'm glad just not the owners get everything. The players deserve their chunk. But some of these contracts, I haven't even heard of these guys. And the Blazers signed one of them. Like, it's like a $200 million deal. I don't even know who it is. And I watch a lot of sports, but I'm, you know, whatever. 
Uh, the All-Star Game jerseys, I totally agree with you. I, I They dropped the ball on that. I, I know they sell these jerseys, and there's a market for them, and I don't even know who'd want to buy those. I mean, they were, they were just not attractive. Uh, and, and I'm not a fashion guy or anything, but I just thought the – the end looked like Nebraska, but it was a teal, and I saw they were trying to do something, you know, because it was Seattle, and I was figuring it out as it went, but I thought the uniforms were so bad you couldn't tell who the players were. Like, you know, even body types, they were baggy. It was just it was just bad, whoever did that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm all for, and, and maybe baseball is the sport that I guess has the best all-star game, at least it has to me historically, and... You know, I don't, for example, in the NBA, anybody, I don't know the answer to this. Do they wear their team's jerseys in the NBA All-Star game? I don't think they do, right? No. So baseball's not, yeah, so baseball's not doing something other leagues don't do. But traditionally, that's what baseball has done, that, okay, here's a guy from the Padres, here's a guy from the Brewers, but... But you're right. If you were going to do it, the look of those uniforms last night, in my view, wasn't very good. Yeah, I mean, it looked like bad Diamond Park sports uh, softball jerseys. I mean, they were just, I'm just sorry. I just, and I saw a lot of other people felt the same way on Twitter and Instagram, whatever. Last thing, um, so I got a theory, and I'm going to get off the air on this. And the collective bargaining with with, uh, college football and and maybe just college athletes, but I think college football is going to be the big one, obviously, everybody looks at. I actually, you know, they're going to want some money, obviously, I mean, you would think. But, you know, that's what it is. It's called collective bargaining. So, a lot of times, like with MLB, you know, they'll say, you know, a a guy can't, uh, if he signs with the university, he can't come for three years. And that's through their collective bargaining. Not, you know, the NCAA, so to say. So uh, the NBA was like that. NBA kind of sets when they'll take you. So it helps college sports in that regard. But with football, you know, you have to do the three years or three years on campus or a certain age, you know, 21 or something. But in this collective bargaining, they pay the players, and I think the transfer portal will be brought up. I think that that will be, if I'm a university or if I'm all of them sitting together and I'm like, hey, look, these, we're investing in the player. You know, we can't just lose guys after a year anymore. And I'm sure there's, like, clauses and circumstances. But what do you – I could see some real good and some clarity coming out of collective bargaining on both sides. And I just wonder how you feel about that, and I'll take it off to you. Okay. Thank you, PG. Um, I don't necessarily promote the idea, but if they were, I think they're going to go to it. And if they do, I think there is some good that can come out of this. And, you know, guidelines as to when you can practice, guidelines as to health and safety, uh, those kinds of things. Um, If you have uh, a union, you know, how many hours a week, all that. So I think there are some things that can, can help in this and that's part of what i think union unionization here could do let's get david hi david good afternoon steve hey first uh i agree with the callers who talk about marco wilson as as really not even close you talk about aaron hernandez and that's true ultimately what he did brought much more shame and damage to the university of florida but uh, I don't think he ever 
badmouth the University of Florida, and I think that's what upsets a lot of people with Wilson. Uh, he, he had the opportunity to say, hey, I messed up, uh, but he didn't do it. And uh, the Felipe Franks, um, uh, people bringing him up, I think that comes from, you remember, he played very, very poorly, Steve. And then when he started playing well, he kind of mocked the Gator crowd. So I think that part of that is, uh, but when he got hurt, I think Gator fans showed him he was appreciated. Um, about the All-Star game. It was awful, Steve. Miking the players, I don't know whose idea that was, um, but it was really annoying and especially annoying when they had that pitcher mic because it was so noisy. And uh, and then the interview, you know, they had that segment where they had uh, Rodriguez and Poppy and yep. Big Poppy. And, yep. uh, and, and that was awful, too. And it, and it almost looked like Rodriguez and Jeter were embarrassed by Poppy, if you watched them, their body language was uh, was uh, telling. But yeah, I I did watch it. I watched it until the National League took the lead, and I went to bed hoping they'd finally win a game. Yeah, which they did. Yes, um, I, I think what happens again, the younger uh, consumer of the product doesn't consume the product the way that I did. As a kid, I couldn't wait for the baseball All-Star game. It was the best of the best. It was, you know, competitive. People wanted to win. It was great. I don't think that's good enough anymore. And that's why they're miking players. That's why they're they're doing some engagement things to make the younger to to lure in the younger viewer, and I will say this, it does give you a chance to show a player's personality. You know, Freddie Freeman at the beginning of the game, you know, he and Mookie Betts, you know, that was kind of interesting. You know, teammates talking. It takes away from the game itself a little bit, but I think that's, to be honest, kind of the idea. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a shame when they're trying to take away from what – should be a marquee game. Um, I remember just like you. I mean, we're probably close to the same age. And the All-Star game was something you really look forward to. Uh, one one question you might want to ask, because I was kind of thinking about this yesterday as a future question, is what one moment in an All-Star game stands out to you? And mine would be Pete Rose running over Ray Fossey. Have a great day, Steve. Okay, thank you. Mine is uh, Reggie Jackson's Homer off the lights uh, against Doc Ellis. 145 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Rob will get to you in our final segment, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Emma Pastis. With the ending of the MLB All-Star break last night, the MLB regular season is set to resume on Friday. The Marlins will face off against the Orioles on Friday evening as they look to hold on to their spot as a top team in the NL East. In volleyball news, the SEC preseason coaches poll is out. Gators volleyball secures the number two spot, following Kentucky at number one. Florida returns 10 players from last year's SEC championship winning team, looking forward to another successful season. Also, the MLB draft has concluded with six skaters being selected to play at the next level. 
The most recent Gator to be drafted was Colby Halter going to the Oakland Athletics in round 17. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Emma Pastis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Attention business owners. Was your company impacted during COVID? If you had W-2 employees during 2020 and 2021, you may be entitled for up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit Program. This is not a loan. The IRS paid back billions already. We've helped thousands of businesses just like yours, so let us help you. At ERC Business Solutions, we make it simple. We do it all for you, so you won't have to worry about the complex application process. There's absolutely no risk. If you don't get paid, we don't get paid. Most businesses do qualify, even those with no decline in revenues or those that already got PPP. Discover how much you can claim. There's no cost or obligation. Call now, 888-316-1372. That's 888-316-1372. Get up to $26,000 per employee. Call 888-316-1372. 888-316-1372. What is ClearSound Audiology and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clear Sound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Coming in August, Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. Right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. David says the problem with on three is they'll have player X rated a certain way. Should that player commit to Florida, he immediately drops 50 to 100 spots. Mind you, this drop occurs without a game being played or a camp being attended. Have they explained that away? Uh, Agrees on the all-star uniforms. They were hideous. Should go back to their team uniforms. As for a second most disliked Gator, it would be Sammy Fagan. Yeah, remember her? The Fagan sisters who were at Florida? And then the Auburn incident? Yeah. Let's get to uh, Rob's call. Rob, hi. Hey, Steve. My, my earliest recollection of the All-Star game was Johnny Callison hitting a three-run homer. I think it was in 64. I think I was 10. But anyhow, um, who was the NFL defensive lineman that fell asleep before? I think it was the SEC championship game on University in 13. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, he, oh, gosh. That, that was, you know, when you said the question, you know, Hernandez's name came to mind, you know, immediately, but... In terms of being 
most disappointed, you know, in the moment with something actually going on. That was a real gut punch when, when, when that fellow did that. You know what? It's going to bug me now because uh, I should know the answer to that, and I just don't, top of my head. He, he, didn't he play for the Jaguars? And uh, then he got traded? I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say a name and be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't Bo Jackson score uh, from second base on, on a sack fly in the All-Star game? Uh, I don't remember that, but possibly. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, thank you, Stephen. I'm sorry to cause you some mental anguish. You are causing me okay. mental anguish, but that's okay, Rob. Thank you for the call. I'm sure somebody will bail me out here. Um, and I do think, he, I, for some reason, it's a player that played on the Bengals. And I... But I, I, I will – I don't remember. By the way, speaking of that, um, did you see what uh, Kadarius Tony has been accused of? Uh, just, it, it, just when you think, you know, uh, that – was it Dunlap? Okay, that's just Bengals. So, yes, Dunlap. Okay, that came to mind. All right. See, it takes me a while. But, um, okay. Uh, all right, we got about uh, six, seven minutes left, 3928255. Uh, Mark says, Dunlap. yeah, thank you, Mark, for that. Um, Daniel says he's 38 years old, liked both segments last night in the All-Star game. Uh, the mic with the pitcher and the players was cool. Now, the jerseys, he said, they need to trash those. Yeah, they just weren't good-looking, were they? I mean, I just – and you know what? I'm not a – I know a lot of fans, uh, I don't want to say obsess, but are concerned with uniform combinations like in football. I don't like white pants and blue tops. I don't like all orange. It, it never really bothers me what they wear. I just know what I don't like. With the, the, the one year they wore those awful green things, you know, ugh. I just thought they were the worst. And last night was pretty close. And I've never, you know, back in the day, the Astros uniforms, those multicolored things they wore, I wasn't a big fan of those either. But I can't think of too many uniforms, though, that were just bad. You know, just bad. And last night sticks out to me as being bad. Just just not a good look. I'm... If I guess if you pushed me, I'm a traditionalist in a lot of ways. I'm not against change, but sometimes I think there's change for change's sake. Why not just wear the uniform of the team you represent? Maybe there's something you can't see. With the, I don't know. but And I understand that the other side of the coin is if you're the National League or the American League, you want to wear the same, okay. If you're going to do that, just don't wear those again. Just just change the design and don't wear those. That would really be good. Uh, Chris emails. I'm kind of waiting for this one. Uh, he said he's a big recruit, Nick, and follows recruiting. And he said, Steve, on three really does seem to do that. They seem to downgrade Gator players for whatever the reason. Okay, I'll 
Take your word for it. It, it. It's a big deal on Twitter. I can tell you that. And I would also say again, in the end, in the end, does it matter? I don't know. Speaking of recruiting, Blake Alderman, 24-7 Sports, is going to come on tomorrow. Uh, Blakey's one of our grads. And he, the Gators have a chance to snag some more recruits here in the next few days. And he'll kind of outline who those players are and what the possibility is of them coming here. Don't forget, because of the All-Star game, uh, we don't have any baseball today, no baseball tomorrow. Rays will play the Royals. And we'll have that for you over the weekend. The Sunday night game is uh, Astros and Angels. By the way, pretty cool of Seattle's fans last night with Otani. I mean, they made the most of their all-star hosting, didn't they? I'm not sure it's going to have any effect on Otani because he says he wants to play for a winner. And while Seattle's not awful, they're kind of in the same boat as the Angels. They're, they're really no different in terms of what the record is. and you know. But their fan base is really – Seattle's fans are great. Seattle's fans for not having, you know, they hope to get Seattle back in basketball again. But the Supersonics fans were good. Um, the football fans are crazy. I mean, they make a lot of noise there. Um, and the baseball fans just haven't had a lot to cheer about over the years because some of those Seattle teams, you know, were bad after Griffey. But give them credit, they at least tried – to make Otani know uh, he would certainly be welcomed. And he reiterated again, by the way, that losing sucks. So if that's his criteria, you know, I'm going to look this up. I'd like to know exactly what that means. Because if you're talking about losing, right, the Angels aren't losing it isn't like they're terrible so does he mean then that he wants to go to a team that's like the Dodgers that wins and and I'm sure can pay the Rays have no chance the Rays have no chance but they certainly win don't they are they willing to shell out Otani money I just don't see that given that franchise and so Texas Rangers, they haven't been very good till now because they have Bruce Bochy managing. And look how many alls. You think Otani noticed how many Texas Rangers were in that game last night? They are the team you better watch out for when it comes to him. I'm telling you this now because they have a terrific manager who's been a world champion as a manager, several times. He's turned, now, talent helps. I'm not saying that, but he's turned that franchise around to where they're, I just looked at their 52 and 39 at the All-Star break. And, you know, I think they'll win. But I wonder if a team like Houston would take a flyer at him. Can the Braves afford him? with all the talent they have locked up? I don't know. Because if he wants to win, 
don't go to the Mets. Even though I'd look, because what would happen if Otani went to the Mets, he'd get hurt. He'd be hurt or he'd hit 230. And he'd be booed unmercifully in New York if that happened. And I'm telling you, because of the way the Mets are, that's exactly what would happen with them. Look at all the money they spent. And the season's not over. The Mets are not out of a wild card yet. They were 6-4 and four in their last 10. But that would be – and would Otani wear Yankee pinstripes? That organization obviously has a history of winning. It'll be fun to see that. Um, today, our thanks to former Gator Tron LaFaver for joining us. Class guy. He does a lot of great work, uh, and he's written a book as well. He reminisced a little bit about his time uh, being here as a Gator, playing for both Coach Spurrier and Coach Zook in his time here and the shorts that he had with the Chicago Bears in the NFL. Thanks to Bennett for producing today, and thanks to all of you for emailing, calling, and listening. We'll do this again tomorrow. And again, Blake Alderman here, 24-7 Sports. We'll talk a little Gator football recruiting. He'll be here at 12.30 tomorrow. Hope you'll be here tomorrow at noon for another edition of Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Thanks for tuning in. Make the best and the rest of your day. G Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.